Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand ghost of a chance? Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. Right now, it's my favorite time of the year. Nope, not Christmas. Dallas week, baby. Eagles at home against the Cowboys. Sunday, 425 p.m. Division's on the line. Season's on the line. Win, go home. Does not matter. We got to do it. Now, before I get into my hatred for the Cowboys, before I start screaming, before I get wild, before I lose my voice, last week after the Giants Monday Night Football game, my voice was hoarse for the next three days. I was like making tea with honey, taking emergency vitamin C. I didn't know if I had some sort of viral infection, aspirin, ibuprofen, whatever you want to call it. I went all out because I love the team. I talked to some people and they they enjoy the podcast. So I'm happy about that. Happy I got too crazy and everyone else enjoyed it. And I paid the price for it. But the birds won, so who cares? Then yet again, the birds won this past week. And I had a fantastic viewing experience for the game this past week. Um, recording this on Monday night, Sunday, yesterday, I went to the wonderful Pistolas del Sur on Broad and Pashonk off the uh, infamous East Pashonk Avenue in South Philly. Went there, had a little Bleeding Green Nation radio watch party. Uh, Casey Parker, the manager or works at Pistolas, was gracious enough to open it up to us and me and Brandon Lee Gatlin uh, to have a good group of people there to watch the game. Obviously, an incredibly game to watch from an entertainment perspective. Another exciting, ecstatic fourth quarter comeback from Carson Wentz and the Birds. And, you know, it was a great crowd. We are in there crushing margaritas, some shots of tequila my dad was buying after an Eagles touchdown or two. Uh, my girlfriend Ashley was there. Had some great people from Twitter out there. Again, Brandon Lee Gowton, our fearless leader. Uh, shout out to Rich Bobby for helping organize the whole whole ordeal. He uh, recommended Pistolas highly as someone who you know has organized a few events there before. You know, as someone from South Philly, I absolutely love Pistolas. I love the one in center city i love the one in south philly so really up my alley you know crushed some spicy pork tacos a little bit of buddy burgers mini burgers it was great saw uh you know jerry the ass man from twitter if you know him lawrence jones and some other great people awesome time recommend going there and hopefully hopefully we can do something like that in the future if you guys are interested it'd be awesome if the eagles you know make the second round of the playoffs have a big road game we could do a little watch party there that'd be awesome anyway yesterday unbelievable finish again i'm recording on monday yesterday unbelievable finish so exciting and i love the group of guys they have out there on offense right now i'm obviously someone who's been extremely extremely critical of matt collins the now departed matt collins nelson aguilar who if i had to guess has played his last game as a philadelphia eagle in his career jj arthega whiteside who's still out there uh pulled a matt collins yesterday played about 71 snaps and didn't have a single catch he actually should have had an offensive pass interference on himself for running into Dallas Goddard in the fourth quarter on a little rub route that ended up, you know, knocking Dallas over essentially. The only Dallas that I will I need to start calling him Goddard on the podcast this week. I will not call him Dallas. There will be none of that. So Arthago Whiteside runs into Goddard and he almost falls on his butt and ends up snagging it on what ends up being a fantastic catch. But Arthago Whiteside's lone contribution was that he did recover a huge fumble in the game and one of Carson Wentz's many fumbles they're infuriating but people are going to harp on the fumbles with Wentz no 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 I gotta get back to the other guys don't like Aguilar don't like Hollins don't like Ortega Whiteside but who I do like Greg Ward Jr. 
He's got juice. That's what I'm all about. I don't need guys who are – obviously, I want the best, most talented players out there. But give me a guy like Greg Ward Jr. over a Matt Collins and a Nelson Aguilar any day of the week. I want a guy out there who's given a 1,000% effort. I want a guy who knows this is his chance in the league. He knows win or lose. He needs to do – he needs to go all out. He needs to try his hardest. He knows he's playing for his next – even if he's not playing for a contract with the Eagles, he knows he's playing for his – Spot in the NFL. Nelson Aguilar is going to catch on somewhere else. Greg Ward Jr. might know he could get cut tomorrow and that could be it for him. The guy's got character. College quarterback at Houston, Greg Ward Jr., goes undrafted, gets cut several different times over the Eagles practice squad over the last three or four years, and now finally catches on with the active squad. Now, I'm watching him yesterday and back in against the Giants game last week. I'm thinking, how, long, how did it take this long for the guy to get the active squad? Malcolm Jenkins said that last week. How long did it take... To get this guy on the squad. What's up with that? I don't know if Dugson is the one pulling those strings. If it's Howie, it's both of them. Obviously, I'm becoming increasingly, increasingly anti-Howie as someone who used to worship the guy. But Greg Ward Jr. is here. He's balling out. He's putting his effort forward. And just the emotion on his game-winning touchdown catch. Incredible stuff. He felt like his teammates needed to literally carry him and get him up to his feet. Just so overwhelmed with emotion. And watching that game with your, whether you're with your parents, your dad, your partner, your friends, whomever, you could empathize with that emotion Ward had. I wanted to like cry for him. I was so excited for him and just I had the same enthusiasm and this ecstatic feeling. I was like jumping around in pistolas, high-fiving, hugging people I don't even really know because Greg Ward came out with it. That's how you fight for a contested ball. Newsflash, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Newsflash, any of these other guys on the team. That's what a wide receiver is supposed to do. Carson Wentz threw a beautifully arced rainbow of a pass. Greg Ward goes Willie May style, comes down with it. Fantastic catch. Saves the season. Greg Ward Jr. Love him. You know, I did my uh, my jar rating juice above replacement. It looks like Greg Ward Jr. is at about uh, one sec. Yeah, so Greg Ward Jr.'s jar rating is, let me take off my glasses real quick and look, 845,721. That's that's in the top 10 percentile in the league uh, based on my model. So the Eagles got to keep it right there. Yeah, Greg Ward, hope he catches on the team. I mean, he's not some dominant presence. He's not a physical freak. He's not a speedster, but sometimes just having someone out there, he's averaging like less than eight yards per catch. Just sometimes having someone out there who is competent, who knows what he's doing, who is a precise route runner, someone who's going to give you the effort and do the fundamentals well, rather than being someone who's super talented and is lacking in the fundamentals, <laughs> Nelson Aguilar. Uh, that person is someone who I want on the team. And just going from a below average player to someone who's competent feels like going from you know Alshon Jeffrey to Jerry Rice or Randy Moss. That's how big of a leap it feels like. But we're not talking about Matt Collins. We're not talking about Nelson Aguilar anymore, who, again, may have played his last game as a Philadelphia Eagle. It's Dallas week. Not Dallas Goddard. The Dallas week. I hate the, I've done this podcast, I feel like, a million times in my life, even though I really haven't. Just this conversation about how much I hate the Cowboys. And it's a cliche to say, like, oh, I, I hate the Cowboys more than I love the Eagles. But in a weird way, I do. I don't know if it's this cynicism that I bear inside me, this hardened, lifelong Philadelphian, you know, raised in the city, lives here now. I don't know if it's that, just the endless pessimism that came with all of those early Eagles disappointments in my younger years, 25 years old. I've seen, you know, grew up with those NFC 
championship game losses. And I'm just left thinking like, I cannot watch these guys ever win a Super Bowl ever. When I was, you know, I'd had like drunk conversations with my friends before, you know, the infamous 2017 Super Bowl run, I'd say, would rather the Eagles never win the Super Bowl if that means that Dallas never wins the Super Bowl. And obviously you want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. That's what it's all about. And if the Eagles win now, it's not as bad as if Dallas won in my lifetime without ever seeing the Eagles win. But watching that team and that fan base and those cowards celebrate really just makes me sick to my stomach. I want to go in the bathroom and just go, just puke. It's disgusting. But the Birds have won the Super Bowl. The Cowboys have not won a Super Bowl in close to 25 years. Maybe I need to get born and come on this earth to prevent the Cowboys from winning any more Super Bowls. I'm going to run with that. I'm going to start saying that. But I hate the Cowboys. And as much as fun we have joking about the fan base, talking on the front runners, people that you know, took the easy way out in life. People whose dads were losers and started rooting for them because they were good in the 70s and 90s and they passed those idiotic traits onto their children. The Eagles haven't had like a ton, ton of success recently against the Cowboys and it sucks because now we're in the Twitter era. Yeah, when I was growing up with those McNabb years, we crushed the Cowboys mostly from, you know, like 2000 to 2008. I'd say 2009, they lost them in the playoffs. From, from 2000 until 44 the sixth game in 2008, the Eagles had the Cowboys number. And really since then, it hasn't been great. You know, the Eagles have had a huge win in 2017 on the road, Sunday night football in Dallas. They won 37 to nine. It was a great win. It was a, you know, very momentous moment during that Super Bowl run. And it was one of those games. It was a national TV. And it made you think like, this team is for real. This team can do it all. They were down at halftime. They came back, scored 30 unanswered points. And embarrassed the Cowboys and Dak Prescott and everyone else who was hyping him up in comparison to Carson Wentz. But since then, you know, it hasn't been great. I've been an Eagles season ticket holder since 2012. So I've never seen the Eagles. I've never gone to an Eagles-Cowboys game before that. I was in 2012. I was a freshman in college. So I never, my dad didn't really take me to Eagles games growing up in the sense that one, they're expensive. It's not like you could just go to a random Phillies game. And two, I'm not sure an environment, I mean, as someone who's lived at the length for the last, you know, eight or nine years, it's not really a family-friendly environment and certainly not for an Eagles-Cowboys game, which, you know, people while friends in college would be like, oh, I'm visiting and I want to see, you know, my team at the play at the length, see them play the Eagles, come tailgate. I think it's okay if I wear my team's colors or whatever. I'm like, you know, I probably wouldn't, but you could probably pass for it if you just keep to yourself. No one's going to be like that outwardly in their face. But if someone was a Cowboys fan and I said, do you think it's okay if I came to the game and wore Cowboys stuff? I'd say, buddy, save your money, buy a plane ticket back to de- Texas, get the hell out of here while you still can alive. So I hate Cowboys fans. I hate them. Hate them at the game. The only time I really act like a nit with the game, like, you know, I play this character kind of where I'm, oh, I'm crazy and all this stuff, but... In reality, I'm a somewhat normal guy. Obviously, I get a little bit more excited than most people. But when I'm at a game and I see a Cowboys fan, and I know they're not from Texas. I know they're not from Texas. They're from Delaware County or South Philly, Northeast Philly, South Jersey. They're from the area. They're losers, but they're from the area. That's what's sickening me. He could have been an Eagles fan. He chose the easy way out in life. But I haven't seen the Eagles beat the Cowboys in person in a meaningful game in my life. I've had season tickets since 2012. So they lost in 2012 by double digits. 2013, so that was the last any year, 2012. 2013, Nick Foles starts. They get He gets hurt. Matt Barkley gets thrown into the Wolves, throws three interceptions. The Eagles lose 17-3. And then in 2014, they lose as well. 2015, week two, Eagles had lost in Monday Night Football in week one against the Falcons. Sam Bradford's year, 
they lose again to go on to. That was one of the worst games I ever walked out on. If I was like screaming, I was so mad. I thought, you know, that Bradford last chip year felt like Dream Team 2.0. And I was so hyped for a Super Bowl run before the year. And losing the Cowboys like that after the loss on national TV the week before, I was just like, this team is never going to win Super Bowl. It's, they're going to kill me. They're going to be the death of me. So they lose that game. And in 2016, technically, they beat the Cowboys. They played them in week 17 at home. Dallas had already clinched a bye. They weren't playing for anything. The Eagles won, but that's not a real win. I don't count that. That should be like asterisk in the record books for the Eagles-Cowboys all-time record. Just like in 2017, the Cowboys beat the Eagles. But again, it's the flip-flop where the Birds already clinched home field advantage. They had nothing to play for, so they didn't really play their starters much. And the Cowboys won. They won 6-0. So the Eagles, like third-string defensive players, you know, really held the Cowboys to nothing. And you know, it was an encouraging showing just because those guys played with some heart. And obviously, they had a whole lot of heart if they went on that two bowl run. And then last year, Sunday Night Football, it was a blackout game, complete debacle. It, you know, it took me like two hours to get home after the game and felt like trying to wait for the subway. And the subway's only going to, you know, the Express Center City. And I'm just standing there and I'm crowded by a million people and people are screaming. And then there's some Cowboys fans. I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't let this team do this to me. I'll just do it every year and I hate it. We're back now, and I'm thinking earlier in the year, there's no way I'm going to that Dallas game. I can't handle myself there. I just can't take everything. Now, what am I doing now? Me and Dad and I, we just bought a Cowboys pinata from Party City. We're going to fill it up with those little shooters of whiskey, vodka, tequila, whatever we're going to get from the liquor store. Fill it up, get a little, play some dizzy bat with it, crush it, have a, have a huge time. Have a great time at the tailgate. If you're going out on the game, hit me up on Twitter at Seamus underscore Clancy. Send me an email, SeamusJClancy at gmail.com if you want to come tailgate. More than merrier. We'll have an awesome time. Four o'clock tailgates are the best. Get there early. Have all afternoon. Watch the one o'clock games on a little TV we'll have out there. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I cannot wait for this. And it's one of those things where it feels like this season couldn't have gone worse in so many different regards. But at the end of the day, it was always going to come down to this. I'm not saying the season was always going to work out this way. It certainly wasn't. There are so many hiccups and so many things that... Not only went wrong, shouldn't have gotten that far to begin with. Those losses against the Lions, the Dolphins, the Falcons, all those terrible losses, those heartbreaking losses that could have gone either way. Those are in the back of your head and you're saying like, oh, like I should have been, what should have been this year? But we always said it. It felt like we always said before the season, that week 16 game is probably going to side division. And yet they're both only at 500. You know, if they were in a different division, they probably wouldn't be making the playoffs. But it is what it is. They're both 7-7. Seven and seven. Whoever wins this game is winning the NFC East. The Eagles are two and a half point underdogs, I believe, at home as of this recording. And, you know, I might be breaking out that underdog mess. Might be throwing it in my little tailgate bag before I head down to the Jetro lot. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'll break it out. Desperate times call for desperate measures. You can't just be pulling that out for a random, you know, road game in the middle of the season. You can't do stuff like that. It's only for the big games. Playoff games. Or something like this. This is essentially a playoff game. This is a playoff game. It's a play-in game. It's in like the, you know, the first four in the NCAA tournament now where they have 68 teams instead of 64. This is a play-in game for the playoffs. Can't win this. Well, know what? You don't deserve to be in the playoffs. You don't deserve to have a home playoff game. I need that home playoff game. I need Carson Wentz to have a home playoff game. I think that's the – obviously, before the season, I was talking Super Bowl. People were talking Super Bowl. Sometimes you have to adjust your expectations. What a successful season to me is this year is Carson Wentz has a game of playoff experience under his belt and ideally can win that one. He can win his first playoff game. We don't have to spend all offseason saying he can't win a playoff game. He can't win the playoff game. He can't even make the playoffs. I need him to make the playoffs. I need him to have that home game, that 
four versus five wild card spot, and then the smack 49ers or something, or just some team that's overrated comes in, puffing their chest out. They're the favorites on the road, and the home dogs just crush them. I need a game like that. Like, I think of in 2010, the Saints played in Seattle against a Seattle team that went seven and nine. So people were saying, they shouldn't even be allowed to make the playoffs for the losing record, blah, 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 blah. You know what happened? Marshawn Lynch happened. He went total beast mode on them. They pulled a huge upset win, and that crowd in Seattle was rocking, baby. That's going to be the link. That's going to be Miles Sanders. That's going to be Boston Scott. That's going to be Greg Ward Jr. Going on an insane run, running after the catch, whatever. I need that moment. I need that moment for this Eagles team. And, you know, it's crazy how quickly – they went from an unlikable bunch to a bunch of guys that I really care about and guys who I really take pride in cheering. Miles Sanders, electric, electric. You know, I didn't have gigantic hopes from him before the year. I thought he was going to be a nice change of pace back, look good out of the backfield. He's been absolutely electric. He looks like Westbrook Light. Maybe one day Westbrook 2.0. Boston Scott, league leader in JAR. JAR, juice above replacement. This is through the roof. Infinity, Boston Scott. Had a nice game yesterday himself. And Miles Sanders is just awesome. He's a dog, man. I love him. Love the way he runs. Hits that extra burst. Gets to the second level. That 50, what, 54, 56-yard run he had yesterday. Incredible stuff. Boston Scott, Greg Ward Jr., and of course, our guy, our fearless leader, our franchise quarterback, Carson Wentz. He looked electric yesterday as well. And, you know, sometimes you're going to have those bad mistakes with Wentz, but ultimately he's a gunslinger. He's in the Brett Favre mold. He's going to have some... Head scratching stuff that makes you want to order a double shot of Jose Cuervo. He's going to do some things that make you want to pull your hair out. But then like that touchdown pass he has to Miles Sanders where he's rolling right. Just throws an absolute dart. Threading 15 needles at once for an unbelievable touchdown. When you see stuff like that, you just think, how could I ever doubt this guy's talent? I'm sick of Dakota Prescott. I'm sick of the MVP talk around him for a guy that's on the 717. That's like me saying Carson Wentz should be in the MVP discussion. He shouldn't. He's very good, but he shouldn't be in the MVP discussion. Now, Dak Prescott is worse than Carson Wentz, so he shouldn't even be anywhere near that discussion. I need them to dominate them. Like, Just like, obviously, if they win, if it's a close game, they pull off some comeback like they had the last two weeks, I'll be ecstatic. I'll be so happy. I'll be through the roof, through the moon, over the moon, whatever you want to say. And I'll come on this podcast next Monday, and I'll scream and i'll chant and i'll say how about them eagles and i'll you know talk about what i'm gonna do for the playoffs after we smack the giants at the meadowlands but like i want it to be a humiliating win i want it to be one of those classic moments one of those 44 to 6 37 to 9 he stopped him again moments one of those McNabb rolling around the pocket for nine seconds moments one of those run wilbert run moments i wanted this to be a classic game in eagles cowboys lore i want to finally see in person, as someone, just imagine me, someone who like loves and cares about this team to the death and is a complete stinking nut about it. Crazy person about this team. I've never seen them. This team I dedicate all this time and money and mental capacity to. I've never seen them beat in person in a meaningful game against the one thing in this world I loathe the most. The Dallas Cowboys. I need it. I need to see them win. And I need to see it be one of the, again, one of those classic games. I need to have, you know, some sort of, you know what I need this week? I hope Doug's been saving it in the back of the playbook. We need a Greg Ward reverse pass. That's what I want. I want it to be the Greg Ward game where they do a double pass to him. Again, a college quarterback. Either he throws it back to Wentz for a touchdown. He throws it down the field. Dallas Goddard, Zach Gertz, whoever. Ortega Whiteside, if he ties his shoelaces correctly. 
I need I need that. I need that double pass. I need a Greg Ward trick play. I need some trick plays, Doug. Let's get some juice, Doug. You're like league average in juice above replacement this year, Doug. It's not looking good. But there's two games left. You can if you call a double pass, you could shoot way up in my uh little ranking methodology, I think. I could crunch the numbers, but you'd be doing looking pretty good, Doug. If you called a double pass, reverse pass, something like that this week. Guys, I just want to see the Eagles beat the Cowboys. I hate Cowboys fans. Maybe we won't win a playoff game. Maybe we'll get embarrassed at home. But no, it's worse than getting embarrassed at home. Not playing in the playoffs at all. Because we could hold that over the Cowboys fans. Those idiotic people on Twitter, whether from Dallas or from Philly, they're from LA, they're from wherever. Their team didn't make the playoffs. Ours did. That's what it's all about. Just rubbing it and their dumb, stinking faces. I got to use curse words, fake curse words that I'd never say in real life. Like stinking and butt. Let's kick their stinking butts this week. I hate the Cowboys. Come tailgate with me. I'm going to be so amped. This will be the best tailgate of the year by far. Before an aforementioned playoff game, obviously that might take the cake. But right now, Dallas week. Season's on the line. Division's there for grabs. We can do it, guys. Dallas, we hate you. One more time. Dallas, we hate you. That's it for me, Seamus Clancy from the Bleachers. Check me out on Twitter at Seamus underscore Clancy. You can also check out my subscription newsletter, Get your Eagles, Sixers, pop culture talk each day, Monday through Friday, just $2 per month. You get 20 newsletters per month, 20 newsletters per month, about a thousand words a day on the birds, the Sixers, what's going on in HBO, music, and the local Philly scene, whatever you guys are into. Again, Dallas, we hate you. Dallas, we hate you. Go birds. G and